This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 706. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 706. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. I'm recording this on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving here in the US. And when you listen to this, it will be the Monday after Thanksgiving. And I want you to know that I'm recording this at 7am, which is not typical. I've been up since four. So it's almost lunchtime for me, I think. These holiday weeks And all the weeks in November, by the way, because every week in November, it seems like my child had some sort of weird school schedule because hashtag no school November, right? So all the weeks in November have kind of felt like this, but having two days of school and work this week here of Thanksgiving is just another opportunity to practice cramming five days of work into two. (laughs) And I'm here for the challenge, but it involves getting up at 4 a.m. today (laughs) And as I share with you what happened yesterday, which was Monday, which was also my birthday, I pretty much lost a day of work. So I had this week where I was already going to try to cram five days into two, and then I lost almost a whole day. So, oh my gosh, what's 
kind of hilarious and ironic is that it occurred to me that I should do an episode on gratitude. Of course, I didn't think of this until like the episode for Thanksgiving week had already gone live last week. And I was like, Sarah, get your stuff together and like, you know, put out an episode on gratitude during Thanksgiving week. But since that didn't happen, we're going to now do it during the month of November on the very last opportunity, the very last day or last Monday to do this. So it was ironic because Monday of last week was not a day that I felt a lot of gratitude for much of the day. It was a struggle, which I'm going to get into in a minute. And I thought, oh, how ironic that I have decided I've committed to doing this episode on gratitude in this week that is supposed to be all about gratitude. And on a day that I really struggled to find that. And so we're going to talk through four unconventional ways to cultivate gratitude when life is hard. And I'll use an example of life being hard here in just a minute with the caveat that I recognize that hard is relative. And so my hard that was momentary with some ripples and repercussions, you know, is going to be really different than someone else's quote unquote hard day or hard thing. But I think it will also be relatable because I think that we all have days that are hard, seasons that are hard, um, whether it's personal, professional, related to the, you know, the state of the world, etc. So let's get into this. So last Monday, on my 47th birthday, I decided that it would be a good day to integrate some new software into my business. And what I mean by that is I there was some things I needed to do, some software that would help me manage contracts a little bit better. And in my mind, I was like, I'll just do this really quick. I don't think I'll have to learn too much. But I also know myself well enough to know that anytime I work new software into my business, it's frustrating and takes me at least five times longer than I originally thought. It's never quick. And it usually involves having to get on like tech support, like calls or chats for long periods of time, which is just the worst way to spend a day, any day, let alone your birthday, right? So it's never a good day to integrate new software, but it's like an especially rotten decision on your birthday. So I'm just going to put that out there that like, When you think about when you're going to do the things that are most annoying in your work or your business, don't do them on your birthday. Okay, so that's lesson one. So shortly after that awful life choice and like 13,000 messages on chat support with the software company to try to figure things out, I decided that my computer was running really slow and it was really frustrating me. And it had been like this for a while. And I was like, gosh, why is this machine so bogged down? And I thought, okay, I'm just going to delete some things to make some space on my machine so that everything will run more fluidly, more quickly, and my life will be so much easier. So in the process of doing this, I accidentally deleted 84,628 emails. That's not an exaggerated number. That is the literal amount of emails that I watched disappear from my inbox. Not a fun feeling, not a fun feeling. And at first I actually, I saw the emails, I wanted to delete emails. So that was part of the thing I was doing, but I was trying to delete them from one platform and not another. I was trying to delete them from Apple Mail and not from Gmail. I won't get into the weeds because I know none of you care that much about software, but, and because I am like not capable of talking about technology in that deep of a way. But I knew that I wanted to delete them from one place and not another. And as I was watching my inbox go down in Apple Mail, I was like, this is amazing. I'm like watching my space free up on my computer. I'm like, this is so great, feeling really good about it. And then I clicked over to my Gmail box where I do all my work email stuff. 
track everything. It has like contracts and just critical client information and everything. And I see that there's huge chunks of time where emails are just missing, like all of 2022 is gone. So I watched these 84,628 emails just go away and just vanish. And of course, you're like, Sarah, just go to your trash and recover them. Yeah, they weren't there. (laughs) And so I couldn't find them in my trash. I couldn't like I couldn't find them anywhere. I'm starting to panic. I'm starting to like kind of hyperventilate. My husband is in his office and he's like, what are you doing? (laughs) And so he comes in and he tries to do some things and he can't find them either. And so needless to say, a decent chunk of my birthday was spent having very big feelings, like the kind of feelings that your three-year-old has when you give them the orange cup instead of the green cup. Very big feelings. I yelled, I cried, I definitely dropped a few, maybe 487 F-bombs. And while I was in this moment, feeling so panicky about the emails, first of all, but also just really angry that this was how I was going to spend my birthday. Like, not only was I having to hustle and work to accomplish so many things because of the Thanksgiving week and everything and like trying to get ahead of things and get things done in time to be off for a lot of the week. I also was running into this major roadblock that was going to take up all my day and where I didn't even know where to begin to have like where to solve this problem. And I tried to remind myself something that my therapist shared with me recently. So I kind of went into like, okay, Sarah, you have to like be your own coach. Like this is where the rubber hits the road. This is where you have to like walk your own talk and coach yourself. Like you get to choose how you're going to let the rest of this day play out. How are you going to let this impact your birthday? How are you going to decide to move forward in this day? This episode is supported by Air Doctor. You probably don't know that Americans take in about 20,000 breaths per day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors. The indoor air that we breathe can be up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air, according to the EPA. Indoor air pollutants can cause upper respiratory symptoms like sneezing, coughing, congestion, scratchy throat, and even more serious health problems like lung and heart disease. So what's the solution? Introducing Air Doctor, the air purifier that filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so your lungs don't have to. This includes allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. I am so excited that we just got our own Air Doctor for our house, and we will have it all up and running and ready to go in time for all the things that come with spring weather, but also smoke season, which is just around the corner for those of us in the Pacific Northwest. And I know many of you across the country. So here's how you can get your own Air Doctor. First of all, Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS and you'll receive up to $300 off of air purifiers. Exclusive to our podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in this special offer by going to airdoctorpro, A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS. That's airdoctorpro.com, code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is 
around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So my therapist recently told me about this brain research that, um, based on research from brain scientist, Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor, and so my therapist said that feelings are waves that rise and recede throughout the day. And the waves, when we feel them, the waves really peaking or cresting, it can be like those big, intense feelings. And sometimes that's negative, sometimes it's positive. So in my case yesterday, it was like big, huge, cresting feelings of rage and anger and frustration and disappointment and annoyance and all those big feelings, right? So she says, my therapist told me, these waves only last 90 seconds. And after that, we, the holder of the feelings, are simply re-stimulating our own internal circuitry. So what that means is that if we stay stuck in horrible feelings for longer than 90 seconds, it's because we've created our own feedback loops keeping us there, which is great news because it tells us that we have the power to move through big, hard feelings pretty quickly if we have the right skills in place. Oftentimes, if we don't have the right skills in place, then we stay there for much longer. So sometimes there's great reason to stay in these, like great reason and also high likelihood that we're going to stay in big, hard feelings because of big, hard circumstances. And so this isn't to say that, you know, if you have the death of a loved one, that you're going to be over it in 90 seconds, but that the intensity of any one emotion is only going to last for 90 seconds before we can shift it into something else, into another feeling or emotion is a really empowering piece of research and really empowering philosophy and idea that allows us to have some autonomy and control over how we're going to stay in emotions and how we're going to move through emotions. So I was thinking this through as I'm sitting at my desk, panicking, crying, yelling, dropping my F-bombs, and it just made me more mad. (laughs) So you know, like when you have skills, but you're just mad about them. Like you don't want to use your skills. And so I started thinking about like, it's, this is only just 90 seconds, like just write out the 90 seconds and it'll feel better. And I was like, no, like I'm going to need more than 90 freaking seconds. And how dare these doctors and therapists try to put limits on my ability to hold rage. And so I'm sitting there thinking through how unfair this is and how maddening this is. And also like, good Lord, how am I going to fix this? And Lo and behold, I get a text that distracted me momentarily from my rage spiral. So the text then prompted kind of a series of events where 
someone sent me a text about something which required me to like hop into my email to do something and send an email not to go find an email luckily since I couldn't find any emails but to go into my email and send something to someone really quickly so I send out this email really quickly and then I get a response back from the person and it's this very kind and gracious email and all of a sudden my rage went from level 10 to level like mm, (laughs) 7.3 like it wasn't gone but I was like okay maybe I'm through the worst of this. Now, I was really grateful to get the text distraction. I was grateful that it prompted a task. So that allowed me to do something. And then I was grateful for this really kind stranger who responded swiftly and eagerly to a fairly insignificant email. But it really shifted my ability to move forward. That doesn't mean that I wasn't still panicky. I definitely still was. I definitely was like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do about this email situation? But the wave was over. That cresting of the wave was over. I was on the downside of it. And I was able to find a little bit of gratitude that like, thank God I got that distracting text. I was able to have a little bit of a laughter. Like, of course, this is going to happen on my birthday. And oh my gosh, sure. I was still annoyed. I was still overwhelmed and definitely like, holy cow, what am I going to do about this? Even intermittently a little bit panicky, but I was able to take a breath, take a beat. And then I started to dig around and realize that, okay, I think I could figure out how to recover at least some of my emails. So that was a relief. And then I realized something even more important. I realized that people like to be helpers. And this is something I've talked about before, but like in moments when things feel really hard, sometimes we have to remind ourselves these things. So I reminded myself that people like to be helpers. And there was someone who sent me three emails last week that were all related to contracts and big things that I need to sign off on for 2023. So I reached out to her and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I just did. I deleted all these emails. Happy birthday to me. And would you mind resending those three emails? And she replied within like 30 seconds. And she was like, oh my gosh, no problem at all. She sends me the three emails. And she's again, she's like laughing with me. She's like, yeah, that is a really bad birthday joke. And what it reminded me was is that people like to help out. And so asking folks for help and support puts them in a position to be helpers and be supportive. And I'm so grateful that I know so many helpers. And I'm so grateful that the people that I have relationships with, all those people that live in my inbox, we have positive relationships where I can go to them and be like, hey, so I kind of messed up here and can you help me out? Like it creates this these opportunities for humanity, for these really human experiences, human exchanges. And for that, I was grateful. I thought, oh my gosh, like this is going to be just opportunities for some fun communication, to laugh at myself, to have other people be supportive. And again, not to say that it didn't suck and it's not annoying, but it was a way to start to see through like, okay. I think this is going to be okay. I think I can work around this. So it's now the next morning. It's less than 24 hours later as I'm recording this. I still haven't figured out the whole email thing, but I was able to move on with my day yesterday. I was able to move into my afternoon where I had to get on my coaching call with our membership community. So I went into our membership community inside the academy and I was able to coach those moms on power and persistence. And we had this incredible conversation. And of course, I used my example of deleting my emails as uh, part of our call. But we talked about persistence and power and what that looks like and how that allows you to show up in your life. And one of the things that was so special 
in that conversation was how many women in who were on the call were able to identify the ways that they've shown up in persistence and they've shown up in critical moments and been able to feel a sense of power because of the things that they've learned and these tools that they have learned with inside the academy within this community, whether it's via the podcast, whether it's being a member of the academy, but they're able to apply these things. And then when moments get hard and sticky, they're able to move through them, just like they're able, you know, we're able to move through our 90 seconds and find a different emotion and to process an emotion in a way that's healthy and effective instead of staying stuck in that feedback loop where we're just recycling the same feeling over and over again and not able to move forward in our lives. So I got off of that call went to birthday dinner with my family, which was super fun and super sweet and like literally sweet because we had this massive brownie cookie ice cream dessert thing, but also just sweet and fun. And Vinny's at an age where it's fun to go to restaurants with them. And it's like the special treat, unlike when you try to go to a restaurant with a two or three year old. And so it's fun that we're in this stage of like, we can go do, go to dinner with as a family and it's a fun little activity. So I want to talk through with you what you can do to practice unconventional gratitude when you find yourself in sticky moments or sticky emotions. So I use my example of deleting all these emails. I want you to think about times when you're either in an acute sticky moment like my email panic, or maybe you're in a season. Maybe you are battling a chronic illness or a loved one is battling a chronic illness. Maybe you've had a shift in your employment. Maybe you have a child who's working through something really complicated. Maybe you are raising a teen. Maybe you're in newborn land. Maybe you're working through a sticky relationship. Maybe you're working through a sticky marriage right now. How can you practice unconventional gratitude so that you can get through your day in a way that allows you to feel a sense of power, but also a sense of joy where you feel like you have some control over outcomes, even if you can't control the exact outcome. So having some control over how you react, having some control over how you show up in a situation and having some control over how you frame things, even in really hard moments. These are all skills that we're constantly practicing here within the academy. And I want to invite you to continue to practice them in different ways. So when I think through gratitude practices, I think there's a lot of simple things that we can do that are recommended all the time, like have your gratitude journal and write down three things you're grateful for before you go to bed at night and things like that, which are great. I highly recommend any of those things. But I also want to give you some unconventional practices, especially for those of you who maybe roll your eyes around like, oh yeah, gratitude, okay, whatever because I know that it can be a little bit of a, an overused because it's become such a hot button topic. I think it's like self-care kind of a thing. Like it's a little overused and a little saturated and you're like, yeah, I get it. I'm supposed to do that. But who has time and who can bother? So I want to share with you a proactive gratitude tip, two in the moment gratitude tips, and then an anticipatory gratitude tip. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat 
chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. So first off, your proactive gratitude tip. This is something that I do every morning, and it's really simple. I have tried various practices around writing down things I'm grateful for, and they stick for different lengths of time. But this one is stuck the longest and it doesn't involve writing anything down. And I think that's why it's stuck the longest. And so I want to offer this up as something unconventional. So something that I do first thing in the morning while I'm sipping my coffee, my first three sips of my coffee, I think of three things I'm grateful for. So literally like sip one, I think of one thing I'm grateful for, sip two, second thing, sip three, a third thing while my coffee is at its best. So there's like, that's something to be grateful for right there. Like those first three sips of coffee are just the best sips of coffee, right? And I think of the three things I'm grateful for. And usually they're things that happened the day before. They're usually really little things. So if I were to do it right now, it would probably be feeling grateful that I was able to figure out a way to recover some of my emails, feeling grateful that I was able to get on a coaching call after feeling like I could barely coach myself and have a really fantastic coaching conversation with members of the academy. And then my third one would be that I got to have a really special fun birthday dinner with my family. And I was especially grateful for that because I was remembering during that birthday dinner last night that 10 years ago, when Vinny was only two months old, 
my husband and I went out to dinner for my birthday, my first birthday as a mom, my first date night out after having Vinny. And I came home and I knew that I was sick. I had recently had mastitis for the first time and I knew I had a fever again by the time I got home from that dinner. And I remember bursting into tears and feeling like, oh, it was just so unfair that the first time I went out for my birth, the first time I went out after having Vinny and also on my birthday that I was getting mastitis again. I could just tell that it was coming on. And of course, yes, the next day it showed up and I had to go to the doctor and all of the fun things. I had had mastitis previously just a few weeks before that where I had passed out in the middle of the night while I was changing Vinny's diaper and landed in the ER. And so that birthday 10 years ago, just kind of my walls like crashed. It felt like the world kind of crashed down around me where I was like, what is this motherhood thing going to be about? Like my birthday was completely destroyed because of something related to motherhood. Like I have mastitis, which is a nursing infection that you get from nursing in your breast ducts, in your milk ducts in your breast. I didn't even get to enjoy like my own day. Being a new mom was so hard. I was sick for the second time. It, everything just felt so hard. And so to be at dinner last night, 10 years later with this kid sitting there and we are laughing and giggling and having great conversations about all sorts of random things, felt like this huge moment, something to be really, really grateful for. So those were my three things that I would share from yesterday or my three things that I would be grateful for this morning during my three sips of coffee that I'm sharing with you as I'm literally holding coffee in my hand right now at 7am on a Tuesday. But that proactive tip of waking up in the morning and having your three sips of gratitude, maybe it's your three sips, maybe it's three sips of water while you're brushing your teeth. Maybe it's three sips of green juice, like I don't care what it is. And it can look different. But like doing something where you just have that moment of like, here's my three things. Maybe it's the minute your kids get out of the car after drop off. And you're like, okay, here's my three things. First thing being that like the kids got dropped off at school. So for me, it's those three sips of gratitude, being proactive in my day, recognizing that these are things I'm grateful for right now. And no matter the state of the world that I woke up to, no matter the state of chaos that life may be, you know, that I'm going to broach on any given day, I can focus on that to start with. And it brings me some peace of mind and it frames my day in a way that I can acknowledge things are already working out for me. That's the really important part. When I can think of those three things that I'm grateful for, there is this subconscious messaging that things are already working out for me because I'm grateful for three things that are working in my favor right now. So that's the really important piece where it's easy to be flippant about gratitude and about practicing gratitude. Like, oh yeah, I know I should do it. Like I should also meditate and I should work out and I should eat more broccoli, right? But when you can frame it that way, when you can frame it in this way that, I'm grateful for these three things because they are proof that things are already working in my favor. That can really dramatically shift your day. So that's how you can be proactive with your gratitude. Next is in the moment. So I have two examples of ways, unconventional ways to practice gratitude in the moment. So first one is to embrace the wave and look for it to recede. So when you are in that moment, when you are in that wave of rage, to recognize that that's where you are. And I think that that helps alleviate this feeling of like, oh my God, it's never going to get better to recognize like, wow, like I'm in the wave right now and it's cresting. That doesn't feel good, but to recognize that that's where you're at, like, oh, okay, this is really hard. This is really awful. This feeling does not feel like a good feeling. I'm in this wave and it's going to recede and I'm going to now look for proof of that crest. Like, 
have I gotten to the worst part? Is this the hardest part? And then where's the proof that it's receding? So for me, it was yesterday, like feeling like, okay, this thing's going to crest and I'm going to stay that like, I'm going to stay, it's going to stay cresting. Like I was prepared for looking for the data to support that I was going to just stay on that crest because it was so many things were not working out for me. But instead, what I was able to see is getting that text, the, this random text, like, hey, can you shoot me this email thing, created space for that wave to start to recede. And as soon as I recognized that was happening, I was like, okay, it's receding. Here's where I can see that, yes, this is super frustrating. And yes, I'm still panicking a bit about it. And also, other things can be true, which leads me to the next piece. So the second thing you can do in the moment is ask yourself what else is true. Because usually we can find evidence of a lot of things. So yesterday, as this email debacle was happening, I was collecting evidence around all the ways that my birthday was not great. <laughs> like All the ways it was unfair, starting with the fact that it was a Monday. Like you shouldn't be allowed, birthdays should not be on Mondays. It's just not okay. So it was a Monday. It was a short work week where I was trying to cram five days of work into two. I had to integrate the software, which is super annoying. And I had to get on tech support multiple times to figure it out. Then the email debacle, and, 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 and. So I'm collecting all this evidence around like, look at me, look at how this is just the worst birthday ever, which is hilarious because <laughs> I have a child who uses phrasing like that at times, like this is the worst day ever. And I found myself collecting that evidence. In the moment, can you ask yourself what else is true? And I was able to do that as the wave started to recede, I was able to see what else is true. So what else is true? Okay, I can figure out a way to retrieve some of these emails. What else is true? People like to be helpers and they're eager to help me. So when I reach out to say, hey, can you resend that contract because I accidentally deleted 84,000 emails? People are like, oh my gosh, absolutely no problem. And also, I'm so sorry you deleted 84,000 emails. That sounds really frustrating. So looking for what else is true in a moment is really, really important. You can start to recognize like, okay, this moment can suck. This season can suck. This week can suck. And I can get through it. And I'm resourceful. And I'm resilient. And people want to help me. And I have a great team around me. Or I have a supportive family. Or I have a great partner. Like whatever the things are. Asking yourself what else is true can really get you out of that feedback loop that keeps you stuck on the crest of the wave. And then the fourth piece, the fourth thing that you can do So you have number one, being proactive with your three sips of gratitude. Number two, being in the moment, embracing the wave and looking for it to recede. Number three, being in the moment, asking yourself what else is true, which I need to credit Brene Brown because she's, I learned that from Brene Brown is like asking yourself what else is true when you're in those really sticky moments. And then number four is looking for anticipatory gratitude. So anticipatory gratitude is looking forward to something that is beyond the moment that you're stuck in. So for me yesterday, I multiple times had to be like, just remember tonight you're going to this dinner. You're going to be sitting at dinner with your family. And Vinny had said he wanted to go somewhere that had warm sourdough bread. So I was like, okay, you're going to be, we're going to be at Duke's, which is a seafood restaurant here in Seattle. You're going to be at Duke's and you're going to be eating warm sourdough bread. And I already knew what dish I was going to get. I was like, I'm getting the blueberry, blue cheese, salmon salad. It's going to be amazing. And I also know we're going to get like some sort of chocolatey, cakey, ice cream dessert thing. And we're just going to sit there and have fun. And I'm not going to be thinking about those emails while I'm sitting at that dinner. So that anticipatory gratitude, I'm so grateful that I have this thing to look forward to. I'm so great. And it doesn't have to be something fancy. It doesn't need to be going out with your family. It can be like, I'm so grateful that I get to go out for a walk in the sun in a couple hours. Oh, I'm so grateful that I get to snuggle with my dog later on tonight. 
Like this is literally, there's days where I'm like, I'm just so grateful that at 8.30 tonight, I can sit on the couch with a cozy blanket and Piper asleep on my legs. Like it can be those little things, but that anticipatory gratitude, knowing that there's something coming up where you get to feel the feeling that you want to feel, whether it is fun and excitement in a, an exciting environment and doing something like, you know, big social thing, or it's like just hibernating <laughs> with a cozy blanket and letting yourself de-stimulate after a hard day. So what's that anticipatory gratitude? What does that look like? looking forward to something that you know is going to be better than the hard moment that you're in. So those are the four unconventional things that you can do to find gratitude, to cultivate gratitude when you are in a hard moment, a hard season. So let me know how this resonates. Pop on over to social media where we've shared this episode out and comment and let me know what resonates for you. I would love to know if you have other unconventional ways to practice gratitude that you want to share with us. It's always really fun to learn from you all and get your feedback. So thank you so much for being here. I will be back on Wednesday with a fantastic interview with Vanessa Quigley from Chatbooks. Oh my gosh, she's a shameless mom of seven and a tech founder. She's incredible. And you're going to love the conversation that we have. So I will be back here with you on Wednesday. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all that you do in this community to lift me up, to lift up other members, to show up and mostly lift yourself up to go do fantastic things in the world. I'm so grateful to be a part of this community with you. And I didn't get the chance to say that last week when it was the actual week of Thanksgiving. So I'm going to sneak in under the radar here before the end of November to just let you know I'm incredibly grateful for everything that you contribute to this community. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wannabe Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. 
but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.